Don't take any of this for granted. Don't take church for granted. Don't take good church homes for granted. I don't take God's mercy for granted. He's been uh, so good to me. No, I have no excuse. I have no excuse. A lot of us have no excuse. Churches across the USA, Lord, tonight in the Philippines, Lord, in the world, Lord, that they will return to have the fear of the Lord in them, and that they will return to the whole Word of God. For the ones that are preaching the Word of God, Lord, we're thankful for them, Lord, and we pray that you will strengthen them, Lord. Lord, thank you, Lord, for, for this place. Thank you for churches that speak truth. I pray for people struggling tonight. Financially, emotionally, physically. We serve a great God. In moments like this that we can expect the unexpected, I'll tell you that. Expect the Lord to do it. Expect the Lord to heal you. Expect the Lord to deliver you. (coughs) 
And we expect a lot of other things. We expect our jobs to give us our paychecks. We expect our we expect to be treated. Let's expect things from the Lord as long as we're living according to His plan. Expect it. Come here with the with the expectation in your heart. This is not a social club. We come here to meet the Almighty God. We come here to fellowship and to build each other up and to meet the Lord. Lord, thank you, Lord, for this evening, Lord. Even if I don't say another word, your spirit is here. The Holy Spirit is here. Can you feel him tonight? Just want to talk real quick about falling away. You know, it's scary that in moments like this that people can leave here and act like they don't even know who the Lord is. It's like you can leave this moment and go outside and be a totally different person. You know, when you fall away from Jesus or you fall away from anything, you fall into something else. So when people fall away, what are they falling into? How many tonight know that the enemy is after your mind? If the enemy can have your thought process, he can have what you think. Once the enemy can dictate what we think, it changes how you view life. It changes how you view relationships and how you react to circumstances. It'll eventually change everything about you. It's important to think on godly things. <coughs> it's important to filter what we listen to and what we allow in our homes. I've said that a lot because it's important. From the TV shows we are watching to the music we are listening to. Philippians 4.8 says, Finally, brethren, whatever things are true, Whatever things are noble, whatever things are just, whatever things are pure, whatever things are lovely, whatever things are of good report, if there is any virtue, and if there is anything praiseworthy, think on these things or meditate on these things. Not, it doesn't say meditate on your fear. <coughs> meditate on the thing that you need. No, it says meditate on these. Do you know, I've encouraged people at the beginning of the year to start writing things down that God's done for you. If you really sit down and start writing things down, what the Lord's done for you, and you get down about anything, and you just start opening up that list and start reading that list. Lord, I remember this time when you came through. I remember when you brought me up out of this. Guess what? You're not going to stay down very long. And whatever is bothering you is going to leave because it doesn't want to hear you praise the Lord. The goal of the enemy is to isolate you. Makes you feel like nobody understands what you're going through. Loneliness. Makes you think of things that will never happen. Makes you live in some a fear of things that might never even happen to you. You can look at society. We did not get here overnight. <coughs> we got here over years and years of just not walking in obedience to God. Hearts divided. 
people knowing what the Bible says but doing the other thing because God understands. You know, I know it's wrong to fornicate, but let me go ahead and live with my boyfriend or girlfriend because I need to pay my rent, and God understands that. Or I need, you know, I need this or that. You can, whatever it is, we justify it, and then we expect God to bless it. I mean, you can now see that mental health is turning catastrophic into catastrophic proportions in society. We're embracing it. Like it's normal. You know, I read a report about pastors. Pastors are resigning at a, at a rate, and they're, and they're withdrawing, and people are, are renouncing their faith. I'm sure you've heard it over the last couple of years. So keep pastors in prayer. Amen. And then pray for pastors, too, even if you don't agree with them. Pray, pray for everyone you don't agree with. Start looking at people as not as an enemy. It's as a lost or a saved person. Look, we know where we're going. If you're saved and bought and purchased with the blood of Jesus, you're going to heaven. The whole goal is to show that light to everybody else so that you can take them with you. And they're not going to want to go with somebody that's bitter, angry all the time. You know, that's, that's living in fear. We have to have our trust in the Lord because Jesus is the only way. pray for churches, God-fearing churches, to be able to stand no matter how hard the pressure is. You know, in this culture, they can say men can have babies. Which is crazy to me. We spit in the face of God over abortion. Humans kill the most precious thing in the world, a baby. A baby is the most precious thing in the world. Genesis chapter 6 says, Then the Lord saw that the wickedness of man was great in the earth, and that every intent of the thoughts of the heart was only evil continually. And the Lord was sorry that he had made man on, on the earth, and he was grieved in his heart. So the Lord said, I will destroy man whom I have created from the face of the earth, both man and beast, creeping thing and birds of the air, for I am sorry that I made them. But Noah found grace in the eyes of the Lord. Pew Research released these findings in December of 21st. National Public Opinion Reference Survey found that a majority of Americans, 63%, considered themselves Christian. Down from 78% in 2007. Meanwhile, 29% of adults list their religion as none, meaning they consider themselves atheist. So you have, in order to be an atheist, I have faith in nothing. It's just flipped. You have to have a faith. <clears throat> I heard somebody say, if I sat down, if you came and we were sitting under a tree, and I found a bunch of leaves and I put them in order, and I came to you and I said, oh, did, did that just happen by chance? No, somebody had to physically go put them in order. It's the same thing with life. Did this happen by chance? No, an intelligent being behind the works of it all made this life, and his name's Jesus. So they identify themselves as atheist, agnostic, or nothing in particular. That figure has increased since 07, when 16% said they had no religion. 
Six percent of Americans identify with other religions, up from five percent in 2007. With the growing shift away from Christianity and towards no particular religion, Christians outnumber the former by two to one, down from five to one in 2007. So it was five to one in 07 Christians versus anyone else. Now it's down to two to one. If you think about it, in 15 short years, the amount of decline we have seen. Since 2015, when marriage was redefined, look what's come up on this earth. It's like someone hit the fast forward button. Now we are seeing another movement take place. We're seeing biological men competing in women's sports. We see executives at Disney say they are going, they're just coming after children and, they, and, and people still don't even care. There's no sense of urgency. People will still go to Disney, they'll still pour their money in. The enemy is gonna take, look, since we've all grown up, the enemy's taken a little bit by little bit, and now it's turned into a lot. Now he's just out in the open taking more and more, and nobody's doing anything. The prayer life has to change. The prayer life has to ramp up. The Bible reading has to ramp up. If, you're, if, if the past two years hasn't jarred something inside of you to move you closer to God, then what will? And that's for all of us. What will? What will move you? Will, will it be a catastrophic event? Will it have to be something to move you back to the Lord? Because in the last two years, which when things have, you know, COVID and everything, we should have been, you know, pushed into the Lord more. The last hundred days we've been doing, as a collective body, we've been pushing in. So no surprise, right? Daily prayer has also been on the decline. According to the poll in 2021, 45% of respondents said they pray daily, down from 58% in 07. 32% they say they pray weekly or monthly, and 22% say they pray seldom <coughs> or never. The poll found that 41% of Americans consider religion very important in their lives, down from 56% in 07. 33% of Americans said religion isn't too or is not at all important to them, <coughs> while 26% say it's somewhat important. This is what a society looks like that kicks God out of it. We, we can start in Romans chapter 1, verses 18 through 32. Romans 1, 18, 32. 1, 1 18 through 32. For the wrath of God is revealed from heaven against all ungodliness and unrighteousness of men who suppress the truth and unrighteousness. This is holding down the truth. They suppress the truth. They hold down the truth. Because what may be known of God is manifest in them. For God has shown it to them. For since the creation of the world, his invisible attributes are clearly seen, being understood by the things that are made, even in his eternal power and Godhead. So they are without excuse. Church, there is no excuse for what's going on in our society today. At the judgment seat of Christ, people won't have an excuse. God's made it plain to all of us. God's made it plain. That's, that's why it's simple. That's, that's why when people that go to hell, it's, revealed, it's not hard. 
Coming to Christ is not hard. The simplicity of the cross, the simplicity of knowing him, confess him, believe on him, turn from your ways. Anybody can do it. It's offered to anybody. That's why we're without excuse. If it was hard, it would be an understanding. But it's not hard. Anyone can confess. Anyone can turn. Anyone has to lay down their life. Verse 21, because they knew because they knew God and did not glorify him as God, nor were thankful, but became futile in their thoughts, and their foolish hearts were darkened. Professing to be wise, they became fools, and changed the glory of the incorruptible God into an image made like corruptible man, and birds and four-footed animals and creeping things. This was published by the Worldview Inventory in 2020. Americans who consider themselves Christian, 52% believe they are saved by their good works rather than faith by Christ as Savior. Even among churches that explicitly teach the gospel of salvation by Christ, the numbers are not much better. Of those who describe themselves as evangelical, 41% believe that salvation comes by works, as do 46% of Pentecostals. Altogether, 48% of Americans believe in salvation by works, while 35% believe that salvation is by Christ. The rest includes those who do not believe in salvation at all. And yet, though so many Americans and a majority of Christians believe they are saved by their good works. Not many are concerned with doing good works or the consequences of sin. There is 58% say there's, there is no absolute moral truth. 58% say the basis of truth are factors of sources other than God. 77% say right and wrong is determined by factors other than the Bible. 59% say the Bible is not the authoritative and true word of God. 69% say people are basically good. 79% say the personal definition of success is not based on consistent obedience to God. <laughs> Americans do not believe in the importance of faith. Americans do believe in the importance of faith. It just doesn't matter what faith it is. Nearly two out of every three adults, 63%, agree that having some type of religion is more important than which faith a person aligns with. So you can believe with anything. And that's the problem, right? Self-described Christians are even more rebelistic than Americans as a whole. 68% agree that the content or object of the faith doesn't matter. In terms of Christian denomination, 56% of evangelicals, 62% of Pentecostals, 67% of mainline, mainline Protestants and 77% of Roman Catholics agree that the content or object of faith doesn't matter. So you got the word of God. People aren't even reading it. It's like, what is going on? Verse 24, Romans 18, or 1, verse 24. Therefore God gave them up to uncleanness. This is what happens when we do these things. When as a society we kick God out, therefore God gave them over up to uncleanness and the lust of their hearts to dishonor their bodies among themselves, who exchanged the truth of God for a lie 
and worship and serve the create the creation rather than the creator who was blessed forever amen verse 26 for this reason god gave them up to vile passions for even their women exchanged the natural use of what is against nature likewise the man leaving the natural use of the woman burned in their lust for one another men with men committing what is shameful and receiving in themselves the penalty of their error which was due. Verse 28. And even as they did not like to retain God in their knowledge. That's the whole point. You don't like to retain God in your knowledge. That's what they were doing before the flood. That's why their hearts were continually evil. We have to retain God in our knowledge. He sets the moral compass. He's the forgiver of our sins. We have to retain him in our knowledge. A society without God and God in it, it's it's just there's no limit to how dark it's gonna get. There's no limit to what's gonna come next. I mean it's just gonna be whatever. Whatever you want to do, do it. If it feels good, do it, literally. The death um, it says, and even they did not like to retain God in their knowledge, God gave them over to a debased mind. The definition of a debased is to lower in character, quality, or value. To degrade, to cause to deteriorate. The base is often used in the context of two things, coins and people. To debase a coin is to replace some of the precious metal in the coin with a metal of lesser value. And it continues. To do those things which were not fitting, being filled with all unrighteousness, sexual morality, wickedness, <coughs> covetousness, maliciousness, Full of envy, murder, strife, deceit, evil-mindedness. They are whisperers, backbiters, haters of God, violent, proud, boasters, inventors of evil things, disobedient to parents, undiscerning, untrustworthy, unloving, unforgiving, unmerciful, who, knowing the righteousness, judgment of God, that those who practice such things are deserving of death, not only do, do the same, but also approve of those who practice them. It sounds like I'm reading, I'm, I opened up a newspaper. Suicide was among the 10 leading causes of death in the U.S. in 2020, among person, persons aged 10 to 64 years, and the second leading cause of death among children and adolescents aged 10 to 14. 10 to 14 years old. I remember being 10 to 14. I didn't think about those things. It's just crazy. You can see that those, they're not aborting. The enemy's coming into the school, coming into the, trying to confuse them at a young age, trying to get them at a young age. The ones that are, we're not aborting, they're, they're coming after. How many can clearly see that the enemy is after the youth in this generation? I mean, social media is causing them to hurt, harm themselves. About having to withhold a standard of, that's not possible. Society wants to take little precious minds and confuse them. Why? Because it's demonic. It's plain and simple. Since Disney Plus launched in the U.S. in November of 19, approximately 50% of American households with children under 10 have already subscribed to Disney Plus. Midway through the first quarter of 2020. 
according to consumer research from an Ampere analysis. Among homes with the kids 18 and under, 42% said they are Disney Plus subscribers. That's why we have to watch what we allow our, our youth to see. If you have grandchildren, let's just not hand them an iPad. Let's not hand them a smartphone. Just to, just to make them, you know, be quiet. YouTube kids, all that stuff. You need to be really watching what they're, what they're looking at. Romans 128. And even as they did not like to retain God in their knowledge, God gave them over to a debased mind. We must protect children. Proverbs 6, 16 through 19 says, There are six things which the Lord God hates. Yes, seven which are an abomination to him. Haughty eyes. This means blatantly dis disdainfully proud. A lying tongue and hands that shed innocent blood. A heart that devises wicked plans. Feet that run to rapidly do evil. A false witness who utters lies. And one who spreads strife among brothers. We all know 1 Timothy 4, 1-2. One, one now the Spirit speak expressly that in the latter times some shall depart from the faith giving heed to seducing spirits, and doctrines of devils speaking lies and hypocrisy, having their consciences seared with a hot iron. I know God can do anything, and I always hear about revival. I always hear about, you know, the end time revival. I don't read that in the Bible. I read Mark 13, 19 through 20. For in those days there will be tribulations such as not been seen since the beginning of creation, which God created until this time, nor shall ever be. And unless the Lord had shortened those days, no flesh would be saved. But for the elect's sake, whom he chooses, he shortened the days. Now look, I want a revival. Look, I'm a pastor. I want to see as many people go to heaven. But when there's no sense of urgency in the church, there's not more prayer. There's not, you know, it's not an indictment against the church. God can do anything. It's just, look at your own lives. And you don't have to answer this collectively. Have you gotten closer to God over the last five years? Or has it stayed like this? I heard somebody say one time, if you're not going forward, you're going backwards. Second Corinthians 11, 3 through 4. Second Corinthians 11, 3 through 4. But I fear lest somehow, as the serpent deceived Eve in his craftiness, so your minds may be corrupted from the simplicity that is in Christ. For if he who comes preaches another Jesus, whom you have not preached, or if you receive a different spirit, which you have not received, or a different gospel, from which you have not accepted, you may well put up with it. Galatians 1, 6-10 I marvel that you are turning away so soon from him who called you in the grace of Christ, to a different gospel, which is not another but there are some who trouble you and want to pervert the gospel of Christ. But even if we or an angel from heaven preach any other gospel to you than what we have preached to you, let him be accursed. 
As we have said before, or so I say again, if anyone preaches another gospel to you than what you have received, let him be accursed. For I do not persuade men or God, or do I, do I seek to please men? For if I still pleased men, I would not be a, a bondservant of Christ. Look, there's only one gospel. There's not, if I, don't, if I hand the book mic to everybody else and you get up and say a different gospel, it's not true. If you go to another church and they preach a different gospel, it's not true. If they're not preaching Jesus Christ crucified, resurrected, repentance, forgiveness of sins, and that your life has to change, and that you can't do all this foolishness, it's not the gospel of Christ. But watch, look, the enemy doesn't always come in as the big monster, not with the horns comes in as cartoons. It comes in with whatever. You name it. <laughs> the enemy was able to deceive Eve, and she had never had anybody even speak a ill word to her before. She was in perfect harmony with the Spirit of God. Everything was perfect around her, and he was able in his craftiness to deceive her. We have to be understanding of what we're dealing with here. You have to be spiritually aware of what's going on. You get one chance to get this right. We don't, there's no do-overs, guys, ladies. Make sure we're living for Jesus. Live for Jesus. Be like Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. Even if our Lord doesn't save us, it's okay. We're not going to bow. What is there to go to? What, what else is there? There's nothing else. There's nothing else. There was a preacher that resigned a couple years ago, and he said, it was on this January 1, he said, for the next, he goes, I'm, I'm stepping away from church, I'm not going to pray, I'm not going to read my Bible for a year. He said, I'm becoming an atheist. And that January 1, for the next year, he didn't pray, he didn't read the Bible, and he remains an atheist to this day. Look, the Bible teaches that things are not always going to be easy, but that he's with us. And that those that endure, it's all about enduring, you'll be saved. Pre-trip, mid-trip, post-trip, doesn't matter if I have Jesus. Doesn't matter. I want it to be pre-trip, just like you guys. We all want to be right about that. But look, the most important thing is we understand the true gospel of Jesus. We understand the way to heaven. And look, David, after the whole town was ravaged, they took the wives and the kids and they took the plunder, he had to strengthen himself in the Lord because everybody wanted to kill him. You have to strengthen yourself sometimes in the Lord. Work out your own salvation with fear and trembling. Strengthen yourself in the Lord. Don't deceive yourself. Or, you know, it's it's about us. We have the ability to understand all this. It's all about you and your relation, your personal relationship with Jesus Christ. Read the word for yourself. Take the word in. There's a song that says, think about the good things God has done. Think about the victories that you have won. 
Don't think about the times you've been down and out. Think about how God brought you out. Think about the sweet, sweet spirit of God way down in your soul. Look, I don't want to be a part of the generation that just lets the enemy do whatever he wants. I want to put up a fight for Christ. I want to be a true believer of God's word in this generation. I want to be a true Christian for people that want to know Christ. I don't want to name Christ in here like I'm some perfect person and then go out there and act like a total foolish person, like I don't even know him. There's no power in that. There's nothing gratifying that. There's no peace in that. There's nothing that's going to give you peace like the Holy Spirit. There's nothing that's going to give you joy like the Holy Spirit. No amount of money. I can give you a million dollars. It's not going to give you peace. God is the only one that can give us peace. But we have to surrender obedience to him. Those, those statistics that I read to you about the, even people in the church don't even believe that the word... I was reading on more, but it was just a lot. Most people, 24% believe that the word of God is truth. 24%. So if we're preachers and we're leaders of, of the church and we're not walking this out like we believe it, then what are we doing? Let's just go eat, drink, and be married for tomorrow we'll die. There's no purpose. But if you believe in the name of Jesus and he's touched your life, you'll make it. And stand up for him. Stand up for righteousness. Stand up for, uh, because you get one chance at all this. And love, I'm not an enemy, look, I'm not an enemy of any of the groups that I mentioned. Any, anybody that has mental illness, I sympathize with. They're not my enemy. I want them to go to heaven. I don't hate anybody. Look, my mom loved me when I was a teenager, but she didn't like my lifestyle. Look, and they don't like my lifestyle, so I understand that. It goes both ways. But the difference is I want to see an eternity with them. I want to see an eternity with anyone. I don't care. If I disagree with somebody, it doesn't matter because I would rather see them go to heaven. I don't have to win any arguments. You don't always have to win an argument. What do you really win anyway? Let's just all come up here. Let's just let's just praise God that He's that He has us here. Let's lay down some cares and burdens that we have tonight up here. And let's pray that we finish this race as in to get the prize.